An insider's view of how the early church functioned. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are moving on today into 1 Corinthians chapter 16, the final chapter in Paul's letter to the Corinthian church. And we're going to be looking today at verses 1 through 4. And Paul is giving the people there some specific instructions about um, a collection that was being taken for the Lord's people. And it looks like this collection was to be delivered to the Jerusalem church and the leaders of the Jerusalem church. And so we'll dig into the text here shortly, but before we head into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for a new day. We thank you for new mercies. We thank you that you are always present in our lives. Uh, Lord, that you so deeply care for us, that you're intimately aware of every detail of our lives, and we give you thanks, Lord God. You pay close attention to the sheep in your fold, and we belong to the fold of God, and we're so grateful. Father, keep us content in our hearts to be sheep in your fold, Lord God. Help us not to wander from the care and protection of your love, but to be satisfied um, in that place, Lord God, and surrendered to your care. Um, Lord, we uh, submit to you today, and we pray that as we pause to study your word, uh, that you would teach us through it. We're hungry after you and after the things of God. So we come ready. Uh, prepare us, Lord God, to receive what you have. And uh, we trust that your spirit will faithfully teach us through your word today. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, this is 1 Corinthians uh, 16, 1 through 4. Paul writes, Now about the collection for the Lord's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up, so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Then, when I arrive, I will give letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable for me to go also, they will accompany me. Now, it's interesting uh, to see this sort of insider's view of a particular type of collection that was being taken. Uh, that sounds like it's headed to the Jerusalem church to benefit the Lord's people there. Um, so there's already uh, some sort of a collective, um, cooperative church giving kind of a network taking place within the first century church. And it sounds like the word about this collection has made its way through the churches. Paul mentions that uh, the instructions he was giving the Corinthian believers were the same as the instructions that he gave the Galatian churches uh, about this particular collection. And so the network of giving between the churches uh, was already intact. And this this particular collection, though it's not spelled out what it's for, was probably to address a need for some of the Lord's people in the Jerusalem church. Um, perhaps some of this was ministry support for the other apostles and church leaders there. Perhaps this was addressing uh, some specific physical need of the believers there that was not being met, uh, that the other churches were being asked to contribute to. Uh, regardless of the specifics 
the instructions that Paul gives are very clear. Um, I like what he says in verse 2, and I think this would, would provide us with a healthy foundation for our own thinking and our own attitudes about giving. He says, on the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Now, um, he's not specific about how much that sum should be, um, just that it's in keeping with your income. Save it up, hold on to it, don't spend into it so that when uh, the collection is is brought together, uh, when the when the call for this money to be collected is brought together, you'll have it, you'll be ready. You'll be prepared to give, and you've already set this sum aside. Uh, it's so in your thinking, in your mindset, and your heart, you've already devoted it to the Lord. Uh, you're just stewarding it until such a time as the money's collected. Um, I have found that my own attitudes about giving have changed and um, have evolved over the years. Um, I used to be very strict about thinking about a 10% tithe. And when I was preaching and teaching in the local church, I was often encouraging folks to, at a minimum, consider a tithe, um, at a maximum, to consider what it was the Lord was calling them to give. Um, recently, I have not always directed my giving only to the local church. Uh, there are other ministries and uh, ministry leaders that I'm supporting. There are other situations with personal friends that I've been able to respond to. And so I feel that uh, my heart's attitude is to want to be generous toward God's people and toward needs as they arise. Um, and I have not been as um, strict about only concentrating my giving on the local church. Uh, to be honest with you, I've been in local churches where I've uh, even churches I was pastoring where I've not been um, uh, where I've not been solid on the reasons why we were uh, directing monies towards certain things. And so I'm not sure the local institutional church is always, the place that I want to direct my giving. Um, I try to keep an open heart so that when God calls me to give, I can release those monies in the direction that he calls me uh, with a grateful and thankful and cheerful heart. And I believe that is in keeping with the teaching of scripture. Um, it's not about percentages as much about uh, having a, a gracious heart toward the needs of others. And when you have a, a gracious heart toward the needs of others that's been touched by the Lord, often your giving far exceeds what you would give if you were strictly giving on the basis of a tithe. And so I like the attitude that Paul is getting them to consider as it relates to their personal giving to this specific collection. And I think it could carry over uh, into a, a general attitude about giving. Set money aside in keeping with your income, save it up, and then be ready to release it uh, with a free and cheerful heart when the time is right. Um, and so then Paul goes back in verse 3 to the specifics of this particular situation. Um, the men that they approve to um, bring the gift uh, to Jerusalem. Paul's going to give those men letters of introduction. And if Paul can accompany them to Jerusalem, uh, then he will do so. Um, and so uh, uh, an interesting little teaching at the beginning of chapter 16. It seems like 16 is 
kind of Paul wrapping up some additional thoughts that weren't covered in the previous chapters. And he's kind of doing some tidying up uh, in this, in, at the end of the letter as he prepares to conclude uh, his instructions to the Corinthian church. Uh, so it's been a it's been a great uh, study up to this point, and I look forward to seeing uh, the direction that uh, Paul will take the final chapter as we continue studying that together. Now, I don't know, my friends, what your personal attitudes about giving have been over the years, uh, how you approach that, how you think about that. I think the the biblical mandate, the New Testament biblical mandate, is that we would have hearts that are ready to give all that Jesus asks us to give uh, at any moment so that we have ready, gracious, and cheerful hearts about uh, giving uh, and directing our resources toward uh, the Lord and the Lord's people. Um, It's that attitude of heart that is most important. Uh, It's not always the case that the Lord will ask us to uh, empty our wallets <laughs> in every situation, but there will be things where the Lord is clearly directing you to be gracious in giving, and better that we do so from a, a heart's attitude of of willingness and of cheerfulness than uh, than out of obligation or duty where we're regretting the giving of it but we're doing so through gritted teeth. I don't think that honors the Lord, and I don't think that's the right spirit in which to give. I would say don't give it all until you can give cheerfully from a heart that belongs to Jesus. All right, my friends, I'm challenged by these words, and I hope you are too. God bless. Thanks for taking time out of your day to study with us, and we'll move on into chapter 16 a little further tomorrow.